Did you ever see Mother? Mother with an exclamation mark. Or mother. Mother. I don't know how to really pronounce it. Lowercase m, but it ends in an exclamation mark. Regardless. Uh, I nearly said nevertheless. So early out of the gate there. Mother is a Darren Aronofsky movie. Now, just by saying that name, I kind of know what was sort of coming. See, I've seen all of them. I haven't seen The Wheel yet, but it's kind of just getting released at the minute. You know, he doesn't make the biggest blockbuster movies, so they don't get the biggest, widest releases ever, do they? But Oscar season's not too far away. Uh, it will have long passed, to be fair, by the time um, this is released. But, sure, why not? Why not completely date this episode um, by uh, saying when I'm recording it? But look, I, I, I enjoy Darren Aronofsky's movies. Well, I've enjoyed all of them. Noah's not special, but at least they're all very interesting. And I like that about them. I don't really you know, care about their quality, so long as they make me think. Yeah, uh, it sort of you know, gives out decent ideas or interesting you know, discussions and things. Uh, and I find that Mother, Mother, did this pretty well. I keep saying mother because I feel like I've watched a YouTube video somewhere years and years ago where that's how they pronounced it. Uh, and that was basically the joke was just call it mother all the time. But like Darren Aronofsky, he makes weird movies, interesting movies, different movies that are usually quite uh, hard hitting, quite heavy. Um, the, you know, in the UK, they're always going to be rated like a 15 or 18. You know, I think The Wrestler was his lowest rated. Uh, Wrestler's probably his best movie as well. Although I really, I did really like, uh, really did like Mother. It's, you know, it was an interesting one because I wasn't going to watch it. I'm not the biggest fan of Jennifer Lawrence. I find it brings a bit of baggage because she's a bit, you know, quirky and a bit weird and a bit, you know, oh, look at me, Arson isn't I strange type of thing in real life. But it's good in this movie, so I think this has probably changed my opinion a bit. I might track down some stuff and, and watch some more stuff with her in it, but didn't really expect what was sort of coming with this movie. But anyway, look, uh, the movie is Jennifer Lawrence and Harvey Bardem in a house in the middle of nowhere, really. He's a poet. She is, like, fixing up the house for them to live in. And then, you know, it's just that's what's happening and slowly you know, things started to get a bit unusual like Ed Harris starts to show up and then his wife shows up and then stuff starts kicking off you're like what is going on here you know that's when I knew it wasn't your normal movie because it was sort of marketed as like a horror movie you know it's like oh it's like a haunted house but you know I could see early on like the, the house might have been the monster or something like this I'm not exactly sure what I was thinking with regards to what the marketing thought I was wanting and with what was being shown on screen, if that sentence makes any sense. Anyway, look, I thought, you know, it's going to be a haunted house, but the house was the monster that was haunting the house. So it's sort of a bit strange because you see things early on, like you see the house has got like a heartbeat, Jennifer Lawrence touches the wall and then like it zooms in, there's a heart beating. You know, it's, it's got like this really strange sort of intro where stuff like that's happening and like you see it all in ruins and but 
then it sort of fades away when Jennifer Lawrence wakes up. Like, I, I knew it wasn't going to be a cookie cutter straight by the books movie whenever it was like Aronofsky. I listened to a few podcasts and I read a few things and everyone was talking about the religious allegory in it. And it's like, yes, I, I got that that was there. But I was only at the end where I was like, oh yeah, this is a religious allegory. It's really obvious. Whereas I was watching it as sort of like a commentary on, you know, creatives or like, you know, yeah, well, creatives is the only word I can use to describe, you know, people that are making things, people that, you know, like movie makers and, uh, you know, authors and things like that. Uh, it feels like Darren Aronofsky put him in this movie, put himself in this movie as the Harvey, Arba- Harvey uh, Bardem character. Because uh, Harvey Bardem's like a poet. He's trying to get his next masterpiece. And this is what I'm thinking. You know, every creative is looking for their next masterpiece. They're, you know, they've had a great one and they're like, how do I follow it up? It's like, this is what I need to like, get something perfect, get something excellent. So when he's in this movie, Harvey or Bardem, he's, you know, he brings in that Harris and he's hoping that you know, that's going to help him out. And then more stuff happens. It's like, like they're just, you know, they're fans of me, fans of the work I used to do, you know. So, yeah, maybe this will be a bit of inspiration. But the people that show up, they start kicking off, really, and doing, like, all this mad stuff. Like, the ho- they start wrecking the house. They're saying, you know, don't go in this room. And then they're going in this room. And you're like, go on, Ed Harris, stop doing that. And then, like, Michelle Pfeiffer, stop doing that. I mean, come on. Yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer's great. And this is really kind of, like, sinister and, you know, evil in it. And when you realize she's playing, you know, like Ed Harris is Adam and she's Eve in the biblical story, you're like, Aronofsky's got a lot to say here. <laughs> so uh, they all go through that and then things just start to get a bit more unusual and unusual. Like their kids show up and it's Cain and Abel and they, you know, one of them dies. But then at that moment, you know, blood spilt in the house and then the house never really recovers. It's like the house is like a living person in this. Obviously, after the fact, and I'm like, Okay, so it's not just an allegory about, you know, creatives trying to get their masterpiece. It's also about, you know, Mother Nature. I mean, Mother Nature. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is basically Mother Nature, or like the feminine sort of godhead type of, you know, is it Gaia? Maybe in, you know, older traditions or something like that, or different uh, belief systems, that's what they would say. But goes through the movie. It basically goes through stories of the Bible. It's kind of, you know, it, it goes through the early like Genesis chapters, it even has the flood in it, but the flood's not, you know, you know, because it's all an allegory. They're like, oh, don't sit in that sink, and then they sat in the sink, and then the place floods. It's like, well, that's the flood, isn't it? But it keeps building this movie. It keeps building and building. Uh, it, it gets a bit mad. Like, it gets to this super crazy point. The, the, this, this point is like, you know, they've been building and everything's been escalating and things have been getting crazier and crazier. More and more people are coming to this house and Jennifer Lawrence is stressing out something's shocking. So it's like, no, don't don't be doing that. And, you know, for not liking Jennifer Lawrence, you're stuck with her the entire movie. And I think that's what sort of, you know, made me sympathize with her was, you know, she's just trying to, you know, maintain what's, you know, happening, what's going on in their, you know, house and, just trying to keep things nice and peaceful, nice and easy going. But all these people are showing up and wrecking the joint. And however, Bardem's like, yeah, look, there's nothing else. What what else should we be doing? I mean, they're coming. They need help, but we need to help them. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of on the Jennifer Lawrence boat in this scenario, being like, no, no, this place is getting wrecked. Stop bringing people in to wreck the place. But 
big massive you know sort of party happens and kicks off and uh, the, then the movie like takes a bit of a stop because it's sort of like a slow build to there and we realise that uh, the Javier Bardem Jennifer Lawrence they're now going to have a baby together and then this is sort of like it's almost like the second part of the movie but this second part of the movie is like super quick and intense and, and quite short to be honest because she's pregnant running around the house and then everything starts to kick off and i think this is what i like about the movie it goes weird and it goes weird really hard and really fast like super crazy it was just going from room to room at one stage and there's like a war going on and then there's like a famine and then there's like culture getting set up where like people are worshiping like i don't know they're not just worshiping the poet but they're worshiping like other stuff that's just weird things you're like what is happening here this is bananas and i do like that you know i'm sick of watching all the kind of you know standard you know average bang average six out of ten sort of movies i'm happy to see something that's super weird and i know people do not like it but i do just because it's different because i'm sick and tired of seeing you know the same sort of you know xyz movie but i've just got like an xy 18 it's like what is going on there didn't expect that coming out of the books uh builds 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 and then jennifer lawrence has the baby and this is the bit where i'm like like this movie does cross the line in my opinion and it's this bit where it crosses the line so uh, i'll tell you what happens but it is grim it's super grisly i still don't really like thinking they're talking about it but i think it sort of serves the movie and then in the biblical allegory it's you know i, I get what he's saying like i don't i get it did you have to do it this way but maybe not maybe a bit less you know explicit gross is probably word. anyway so jennifer loris has a wee baby boy and then uh however bardem's like let me hold it it's like no 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 you're gonna show the baby to all those psychopaths outside it's not happening but eventually jennifer Lawrence starts to fall asleep you know they've been up five days six days or something like this and Harrier Bardem finally gets the baby and passes it around the crowd. Now, this is the bit where, I, like, it's traumatizing. Now, I don't have a baby. Like, I've got a wee niece. And seeing this, if this was happening there, I'd be like, what? I'd be like Jennifer Lawrence in this scenario going bananas. So there's me again putting, you know, connecting something with that character. And so they pass the baby around, but the baby, they, they kill the baby. They actually break its neck. And then, uh, like, it's, oh, it's so grim. And then after that, they eat the baby. Like, you just see them all. Uh, like, enough said about that. It's very much crossing the line. You know, some people can't take it. It's like, I still rated this movie like an 8 out of 10 because of how, like, interesting it was. But that was a bit much. I don't really need that. Especially whenever, like, it's graphically shown. But I still think, you know, whenever you look at it, the biblical allegory, you're like, yes, all right, I get it. You know, the the blood of G of Jesus and, and the body of Jesus, that's communion. And then they killed the baby, which is you know, the crucifixion. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it, I get it. But I was watching it as an allegory about creating, you know, masterpieces, about, you know, being a creative type. Still, still gross. So anyway, look, enough of that grossness. It, it ends with like Jennifer Lawrence basically burning herself alive and, and like, destroying the whole house only for the you know, the the poet to not like, get hurt by any of the flames or the fires that's when i was like oh yeah now here's the debt all right it was a biblical allegory all along looking back I, i'm not blind i can definitely see that and you know he's god 
and now he, you know, the house is like earth. And anyway, it ends with him her giving him his heart, giving him her heart, which you know, at the start of the movie, there's like a wee crystal thing, and that's his inspiration is like the heart and the soul. And you know, once that gets broken, that's when the downward spiral of the movie sort of kicks off. But now he's got a new one, so then the whole thing resets, and then like a different woman wakes up and it's like the cycle's repeating itself look i really actually enjoyed the movie i th enjoyed there's bits of it that are gross that i didn't enjoy but it was so interesting yeah i'm gonna say i enjoyed it like you can enjoy stuff that's grim uh, i did have a good time watching a good time well i did enjoy watching it look it hooked me let's put it that way it hooked me by being strange by being weird i like that it made me think and i'm still thinking about the movie you know a few days a week or two later I'm like, okay, this meant that, that meant the other. It's just, it's, it's not like something I've seen before. The biblical analogy gets criticized for being a bit too on the nose, but my sort of potato brain is happy about that. I don't mind that it's a bit too on the nose because, you know, it's, well, even though I studied theology at university, I'm like, yeah, but that's cool. It's easy. It's simple. It's easy to understand. Ed Harris is Adam. Michelle Pfeiffer's Eve. You know, the, their kids, Cain and Abel, fight one of them. Oh, look, there's the flood. There's the Jesus. And I was like, look, there's the thing. There's the that. There's the other. Easy to understand. Quite like that. It, I suppose it's a good uh, entry into uh, a sort of cerebral sort of thinky movie. It's worth watching, in my opinion. With the caveat that you know it's going to be completely strange, completely weird. And it's going to be quite gross at one stage. Read more about it in the blog that I've written on the usual spots. Did you ever see Blogspot? Um, the Twitter, the Instagrams, all that. And keep listening. Uh, you know, well, keep listening. I don't think anyone listens. And if someone listens, do you actually like, ping us a message so I can be like, oh, well, it's listening. Still working on Google AdSense here anyway. Right. Sure. Hopefully it's something a bit lighter next time. See ya.